Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth Podcast, hosted by the rock star of consulting, Alan Weiss. Be prepared to have your beliefs challenged and your behaviors questioned. Welcome back to the Uncomfortable Truth. Today, I'd like to talk about a problem, homelessness, that is an embarrassment for a country like this, and that we have failed to do anything seriously about to alleviate or prevent no matter who's in charge, no matter what administration is in power. It is estimated that in 2022, last year, there were 580,000 homeless people on the streets, with fully 20% of them in California. I remember once speaking in San Diego, and uh, at the end of the day, I walked up the hill from my hotel, about four blocks uphill, to a church to attend Vigil Mass. And when I got out of the services and I came downhill in the twilight, it looked to me as though people had put garbage in front of their storefronts and apartment buildings. And I thought that was very, very regrettable to have it dumped on the sidewalk. And then I realized as I walked downhill that these were homeless people wrapped in plastic, some in sleeping bags, in the middle of the sidewalk over whom you had to step. And people did so without thinking twice. It was appalling. There is an efficiency, I find, to misery. People learn how to gather food. They band together for safety. They obtain handouts in a rather systematic manner. I remember waiting for my wife once outside of a store, and across the street was a McDonald's, and in front of the McDonald's was a man with a used McDonald's coffee cup, it looked like, and he was asking for contributions from people who went by or entered or left the McDonald's. And then I noticed another man came over, they shook hands, and the first man gave the cup to the second man after he emptied it into his pocket. The shift had changed, and now the second man was soliciting. There's also misery, though, on top of misery. When the homeless band together, there is crime and brutality, there's drug addiction, there's disease. It's not a pretty picture, no matter how you look at it. As a society... It seems we have never had a cogent plan to deal with this, and it's been worse lately as it seems that more and more people are on the streets. My son, looking for a home in the L.A. area where it's almost impossible to buy one, found something that they could afford and looked pretty good to them until they drove away and a half a mile away under an overpass was a huge encampment of homeless people amidst filth and wreckage, threatening people who drove by, and they decided, of course, that was no place to live and raise a child. The mentally ill, who are part of the homeless, cannot be committed to treatment and confinement due to immensely inappropriate laws and restraints. Even direct family members have a hard time committing the mentally ill, but if you're not a direct family member, it's virtually impossible. And as a consequence, they become even more of an immediate threat to themselves. So laws designed to protect them actually put them much farther into harm's way. I remember reading a story a few years ago. I forget the city, but there was a homeless man who hung out on a traffic island soliciting money from cars that would stop. And an officer, whose regular beat it was and who knew the man, went over to move him because he was in danger that day. He was standing in the traffic flow and the officer was afraid that he'd be struck. They got into a struggle. This homeless man was mentally ill. And during the struggle, 
he got a hold of the officer's gun. And people from across the street, to their horror, saw the officer pleading for his life in front of this homeless man who then proceeded to shoot him dead. We can't have people like this on the streets because who knows who dies next? Then there are those who are legitimately beyond their means due to layoffs, inflation, traumatic events, and they need housing and they need government support and they need health care. They're not there by choice. They'd rather be someplace else. But in this case, the fates, the luck of the drug got to them. They were downsized. Their company folded. Their landlord raised the rents too much. Who knows? But they need legitimate help. And we need clean, safe shelters for short-term use. And we need subsidized housing for longer-term use. Perhaps we need a FEMA for the unwillingly homeless. After a hurricane strikes or there's some other tragedy, a landslide or whatever, the housing collapse of that condo in Miami, FEMA comes in and sets up trailers and tents and provides food and shelter and clothes. Maybe we need that for the homeless, a FEMA for the homeless. And then finally, there are the professional homeless, I'll call them, who simply seek out that life, perhaps to avoid taxes, perhaps to have total freedom, perhaps to simply thumb their noses at society. These people need to be forcibly moved because they're opting to live in a way detrimental to the rest of society without any reason to do so. They needn't be there. And sometimes we need to forcibly remove people. What we have today, by the way, is a host of organizations that try to help the homeless, but instead get rich in the act. They don't want to really end homelessness. They want to exploit it because they make so much money off of it. At Crossroads, an organization here in Rhode Island, the executive director makes $290,000 a year. I've commented on this before. The second in command makes $190,000 and three other officers make over $100,000. That's about, what, $800,000, nearly a million? How many people could these numbers help? So we have a plethora of organizations making their offices wealthy in the name of charity. I was interviewed once by a reporter for the Orlando Sentinel who had discovered that blood banks in Florida and particularly around Orlando were paying board members in the six figures and some of the chief executive officers or presidents of the board were making $600,000, not just in salary, but in actually selling their services to the blood banks. He called me as an expert on ethics to ask if it were ethical. I told him, no, it's not ethical, and it's probably illegal. And he went on to write four or five stories about this and had some of them shut down. Be careful to whom you contribute money. And this is as opposed to some very legitimate organizations and operations which really help the poor. Catholic Charities is an example. It passes virtually all of the money it gets on to the needy to help them. It seems to me we have a hopeless problem because we have an accountability problem and an overly progressive view about protecting the rights of people who really shouldn't have such rights. There's no right in the Constitution to be homeless and disrupt society, nor any proscription against taking dangerous people off the streets. Yet that's where we are today. When my wife and I lived outside of San Francisco for two years, it was one of the world's great and beautiful cities. We love to go there and walk around, visit the restaurants and so forth. Years later, when we went back, 
I'd find if I even bought a hot dog at a stand, there was a homeless person waiting for that next purchase, trying to get a hot dog for himself or herself, or trying to get a money handout. I remember a client I was with when we walked out of a deli with more food than could be eaten, and a man asked her for money, and she said, I haven't touched this sandwich. It's wrapped up. You're welcome to have it. And he said, I don't want food. I want money. It's dangerous and disgusting now to walk through many areas in San Francisco, and that's going to happen to more and more of our cities unless we come up with some cogent plan. And the lack of that plan, that, my friends, is the real crime. You've been listening to The Uncomfortable Truth with Alan Weiss. For free access to Alan's newsletters, audio and video resources, and for information about his global events and coaching communities, please visit alanweiss.com. Thanks for listening. Keep the faith.